Welcome back to Our Street. Lynn Fisher here with my buddy, Kurt Elder, as always. How are you today, Kurt? Lynn, I'm well. Thank you so much. It's another beautiful day. And uh, yeah, we have a we have a new guest that we have not yet talked with. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Right. And we're, we're recording this uh, before the the spring primary election, which uh, should be tomorrow from this show, this showing. And we have uh, County Commissioner Rick Vest from District 5 with us today. Hi, Rick. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the show. So we wanted to, uh, first of all, learn something about you for those listeners out there and and maybe Kurt and I that don't know everything there is to know about Rick Vest. Can you give us some background, please, and tell us about yourself and then how you came to be a county commissioner? Um, sure, sure, Lynn. I, um, I actually grew up uh, mostly in Greenwood, Nebraska, and uh, went to Ashland Greenwood High School, graduated there, uh, stayed in the area, was married, raised five children in the area. They all graduated. And uh, during that time, I, I spent 40 years working for the Burlington Northern uh, Railroad, which became the BNSF Railway Company. Uh, started Havelock Shops as a carman mechanic and uh, spent the last 14 years uh, in the general claims department of the of the BNSF Railroad self-insure. So I would get called to accident sites and do investigations and learn what happened and then uh, work with the parties involved to reach a resolution. I learned a lot about dealing with people in all kinds of different situations uh, by doing that job. Um, Retired from the railroad in 2015, ran for legislature in 16, got a real education, was eliminated, uh, but was encouraged to try again in 2018. And that's when I ran for commissioner in District 5. And in 2018, I won a really hard fought race against a high quality opponent, uh, was able to be elected and I've served these last three and a half years on the board running for election again in November. Oh, and, and I have 13 grandchildren. My wife has eight grandchildren together. We share 21 baseball, football, soccer, wrestling, <laughs> Uh, schedules along with various dance and piano recitals. So full calendar. So that's your real full-time job, right? (laughs) That's, that's what gives our hearts great joy. Well, great. Well, Rick, uh, tell us about this, the, the city or the, the County board, what's going on right now and unrelated to the election. Tell us about what you've been working on. What are the issues that are important to, uh, to the folks that live in Lancaster County right now? Uh, great question and a lot of facets to that. Um, I would say the what we are working on now, we are starting into our annual budget uh, meetings with the different department heads. During the course of uh, late April, May and early June, we will meet with over 30 uh, department heads to talk about their budget needs for the upcoming year, which would be 22-23 fiscal year. Uh, 
as you may be aware, uh, last year when the assessor, the assessed values of properties in Lancaster County went up by an average of about 11%, we chose to cut our levy by one and three quarters percent. Pretty, pretty big get. I think it came out to around $5 million that we would have had if we'd have maintained our original levy. Uh, we chose to do that because we felt like that was fair to the taxpayers and fair to the people that work for Lancaster County. Uh, this year, there won't be a big increase like that because they're not doing a revised assessment. And so we've been forewarning our department heads that uh, this will be a year of no growth in the budget and we have to be very cautious with any expenditures of tax dollars. So we're in that process. We'll hear all the department heads, all their requests, which will vary. And then we'll put the pieces together to try and create a comprehensive and appropriate budget in uh, late June. That's the biggest one. We just finished up with the legislature, Lynn, and had some, had some uh, challenges there, but some real great success. We were really pleased with LB 921, which, uh, uh, made some big changes in the criminal justice area, uh, especially getting services for mental health care and providing people with services that are badly needed. Uh, we have people sitting in the county jail for 140 days on average waiting to get into the regional center to get the mental health care they need. This bill should address some big issues like that. That's, that's a lot of information, but that's part of what we've been doing. No, hey, if I could take one step back just so our listeners can understand a bit more about that geographic area that you represent. In broad terms, can you describe your district briefly for us? Yeah, real real roughly, um, the western boundary is on 14th Street, and then it runs to the uh, south. Part of it goes as far south as O Street, part of it's a little further north. It, it, kind of cuts its way back north up to um, about Cornhusker Highway by the time it leaves the city of Lincoln. Then I have all of that northeast uh, Lancaster County area that includes Waverly and Davie all the way to the Saunders County line on the north and the uh, Cass County line on the east. It includes the Havelock area, the Wesleyan area, and uh, North, North Lincoln along the interstate. Sure. This is a, no, it might sound like an election question, but you said earlier, it's just, just as you listen and talk to people, you do that whether you're ready for office or not. What are people calling you about leaving messages for? Cause they know that, you know, you have your cell phone line, you have your office line, you have an email, you, you go out and do events. You know, you're at enough sporting events. I'm sure people just grab your ear and talk to you. What are the things that are really on top of mind to them and not so much legislative, you know, you know, it, it's, it's claims against the county. You know, what are the things that are resonating that people want to tell you? Well, we get uh, in these these vary with the issues of the, the current time, whatever is going on at the time. Obviously, um, Kurt, anytime we have a planning issue, whether it's uh, there was a proposed campground at one time we've dealt with wind energy proposals, solar energy. Uh, there was a large scale chicken 
barn operation, anytime we have planning issues where we're going to insert something into the rural area of the county, that draws a lot of attention from constituents. They're very, very watchful over what would be inserted into their areas. On a more typical scale, uh, we get issues about assessments and valuing of properties and why it's this and why it's that. And we've worked very hard to get a, uh, you know, the assessor is responsible for the values. And then there's an appeal process and uh, where people can uh, attempt to get it reevaluated. We get a fair amount of contact when there was a change like last year where they were increased 11% and up. We get a lot of contact on issues like that. Um, regularly, we get some issue, some contact on the roads and infrastructure throughout the county. That's an ongoing concern. And uh, sometimes uh, on the criminal justice issues, um, those would be issues that people monitor what we're doing in terms of helping agencies that would help reduce the population that's being incarcerated because a lot of those folks are there because of mental health or drug addiction type issues. Perhaps a different way to ask that question, but in a similar way is that people will come talk to you about that. We also have a open mic session for the county board. Do you have one of those or do you, or has that been suspended? Well, no, we have at every meeting, there's public comment, Kurt. Uh, yeah. Anyone can come down at any given, uh, well, at our Tuesday meetings, let, let's be clear, the Thursday meetings are staff meetings and that's just us working through the business issues. There's no public comment. Tuesday meetings is our public meetings. Anyone can come speak during public comment on any topic or any topic that's on the agenda, they can talk during that time or during public comment. I was referring to the public comment. I watched enough city council, you know, and there's people come up and, you know, you know, share messages, grab attention that way. Are the messages different from face-to-face -face or just at the diocese? Are the messages the same or just different? We don't, we don't get the same level of input that the city does. Um, <laughs> or whatever the reasons the city has a lot more public comment than the county board. And we, uh, we're okay with that. We're, we're not running any programs to try and increase public comment. Um, so we don't we don't get a lot of those. Uh, on the rare occasion, it's something that's very specific to someone that they're concerned about. A lot of times, I'd say infrastructure is number one. Sure. You know, you know, you come into this position with a set of life experiences and whatnot, and and your fellow fellow commissioners have their own experiences and their own facets of, of um, uh, interactions within the community. And that informs how you do your work of civil service. But aside from that, is there educational growth and development opportunities for you through the county board? And if not, what are some of those facets that you would like to learn more about to, to be a better commissioner? Wow, that's a great question. Let me uh, let me start with the makeup of the board there. There are five very different individuals on the board currently. And uh, as you said, a lot of different life experiences. The challenge for us 
and we've been, I think, successful at it. The challenge for us is to recognize that we are one fifth of the decision making portion of Lancaster County in that, you know, unlike a mayor or a governor who has a very well defined authorities, uh, we are the executive branch of Lancaster County and we need to get at least two commissioners to agree with us on anything. So my particular experiences that are helpful, you know, I was both a union employee and a management employee for the railroad. And I developed an understanding of a lot of different perspectives during my work at Burlington Northern. I also served as a mediator through the state, uh, setting in disputes with hundreds of folks who were unhappy with each other, couldn't communicate, couldn't resolve their differences. And I, the training given through the state, learn to help people be heard and then be understood and work together. And so that's a big part of what we do on the county board is putting all those pieces of the county commissioners and the perspectives together to reach the best decisions available. I think there was a second part of that question. It's the second part of that question. Uh, briefly, before we get to the second half of our show, but it has to go to the other half, that's fine. But the question was, when we look at educational uh, opportunities for you to become a better civil servant, does the, does the county send you to those things? Do they send you to the Nebraska Planning and Zoning Commission, to the, to the Nebraska American Planning Association Conference? Do they send you to the GIS? conference statewide how are how are you becoming a better commissioner through those possible uh, methods yeah if, if you're talking about me individual there aren't really the the kind of training off-site training opportunities that you're talking about there there are not a lot of those now there is uh, the Nebraska Association of County officials does provide training sessions twice a year uh, in Kearney, those are located, and we go there to learn with other county commissioners and county officials about the operations of county government. As far as um, there's not a, so there's not a real formal, a lot of real formal process. Uh, and the reason what, I ask that is that people who want to run for this office but may not have that, you know, you know, you know they may not have a a firm grasp on everything. You know, sometimes. It's, it's the hesitancy to get involved. It's because you don't know everything, but we, we don't know everything to begin with. I was just wondering if there's ways that if someone wanted to run, could run on issues and they could develop as a better leader. That's where the question was going. And I think there is a path there. It's a valid question. And it, uh, I th think there is a path in that one, you can view the meetings on, um, on link tv and then see the issues that we're talking about now tuesdays are pretty brief ordinarily because the real hard work's done on thursday and throughout the week but my when i was running for office my when i approached county officers or county employees they were very open to sharing some of their time and giving insights about how their operations work individually and so knowing the different parts helps you prepare for when you are a commissioner and putting them all together. Um, I, I just think, I think people are more open than you realize to uh, supporting someone who wanted to learn more about county government. I like that. Well, 
we're going to take a short break right here and we don't want our listeners to go anywhere. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. We'll continue our conversation with County Commissioner Rick Vest. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Welcome back again to Our Street, Lynn Fisher and Kurt Elder. And we're having a conversation today with Rick Vest. He's a County Commissioner in uh, District 5. And uh, so, Kurt, you have a a question to start yeah, off yeah. the second half with yeah during during our uh, brief intermission there uh, we, were, we were through that conversation we uh, came to the idea that we wanted to talk about what are some of the accomplishments that rick is proud of the board and his effort you know their efforts in the last three and a half years so could you tell us some of those things that you're proud of rick and then the follow-up questions past that will be some questions related towards what are some of the future goals things like that so but first what are you proud of well I, I when i ran as a candidate i identified some priorities one of them was uh, fiscal responsibility and part of that fiscal responsibility is closely tied to infrastructure improvements um, when i came on the board there were 28 bridges that were out of service to the traveling public uh, today, that number is in single digits. I know it's under 10, and we are continually making decisions that are improving the infrastructure throughout the county, which is one of the important, not the only, but one of the important responsibilities. We've done that by helping to modernize the equipment that's being used by our employees, modernizing the procedures. Uh, we are now using uh, practices that repair bridges and, and give them additional life instead of having to be shut down while we wait to replace them. And we have increased funding overall in that area. Um, my first year in, we, we increased funding by a record at that time, $3 million into the engineer's budget. Since then, last year, in, in last year's budget, we gave a $3.65 million increase. So we've been very, because of diligent effort, the board has been able to increase funding to the engineering budget. Another piece of that that I'm really, really pleased is cash reserve. You know, I was, my, my grandfather Reeve uh, used to tell me stories of what life was like during the depression. As he, he was a great storyteller and as a young man, I would uh, listen carefully to what that was like and those stories of saving money and being stayed with me and our cash reserve went from about six percent uh, when I came on the board to now we are at I believe around 16 percent which is the, the number that's considered appropriate for cash reserves for county government so we're in good shape there because that gives us both uh, a bulwark against any unexpected issues that might arise in an opportunity if certain certain things were to open up that would be helpful to spend additional money we have that opportunity well great those are all really good things um i'm hearing about our last 10 12 minutes if we can touch on a few topics and just listening to your list just spurred in my own mind just this list so uh, i'm just going to jump right in that list um, we have heard from persons who live out in the county, whether they're running for office or just those persons that just live and work in the rural parts of the community. They have made complaints of that it takes a while for the sheriff to get 
for the shirts to get to their location, sometimes 20 to 30 minutes. Do you think that that is an appropriate response time? Or do you think that by choosing to live in a county that they should accept a county level of service versus a city level of service? What's your thoughts on that dynamic? Well, I, I got to say, I haven't heard that complaint personally uh, during my time as a county commissioner. I know we work closely with the sheriff and uh, he has expressed an interest in having more deputies, although I think he understands the, the reality of what the commissioners are face, facing. And in fact, he's expressed gratitude to the board on a number of occasions about the support we give him. As far as response times, I think those are so subject to time, location and circumstance because at any given time, if the deputies are responding to an event in one part of the county, they may be delayed in getting to another part of the county. I, and I can't go into any real detail on that because I just don't have that kind of expertise, Kurt. I do know it's a big county. I do know we're trying to provide coverage and I'm hoping that we don't have a lot of situations out there where it's needed, uh, where we would be, where a, a somewhat of a delay would be causing an enormous problem. A second question that I had came to uh, just in listening to your you know, list of accomplishments is looking at infrastructure. I know that so much has been done, but there's always a backlog and there's always wants and need and the, the county's growing and things like that. One idea that's been uh, floated around as a way to help pay for a growing county is by having a countywide or at least a county portion for impact fees that would help fund that because of that development. What are your thoughts on that solution? I guess I'm not sure which specifically impact fees you're referring to, Kurt. Is there something specific? Sure, sure. So, so within the city we have, so if you do a development uh, and you change from one use to another or you grow something, there is an impact, whether it be towards the roads, towards the park system, towards the you know, water system, development pays an impact fee for that development. That impact fee, that revenue stream is not present in the county. Do you think that there should be an impact fee structure system within the county to help pay for roads, bridges, things of that nature? You know, we had that a couple of discussions early on when I came on the board and the general consensus was that uh, we, we weren't in position to make those kind of changes at that point in time. And so we put it aside uh, and that was based on folks who've been around a long time and expressing, using their uh, experience sure. and expertise. But if, I focus you, but if I could focus you just quickly before I go on, you had said earlier that you're one fifth of the county government. What was your thoughts on that idea? Your ideas alone? Did you well, like the idea? Did you not support the idea? It's uh, at that point, I, I took it. I, I took their advice under advisement. I I think there may be some opportunities. Let me just tell you about one thing we did pursue, Kurt, and that was a uh, countywide. Uh, it's generally called it known as a wheel tax. We tried that, and it seemed fair. 
in that, you know, 90% of the people that pay property taxes live within the city of Lincoln. And so their property taxes are going to support county functions, some of which they use regularly, some of which they may not use hardly or never, hardly at all or never. The problem is counties are heavily regulated by the state of Nebraska, and we just don't have the freedom to make some of these decisions on our own. We had to partner with another community and we attempted to partner with Paperly and Hickman. Uh, when it came time to make the decision, those communities decided they would not participate. And there was there was fierce opposition to it, quite frankly. Sure. And so that idea went away and we haven't resurfaced it at all. Uh, Rick, tell us about uh, the ARPA funds that uh, have been made available. Uh, from the federal government. How are those funds going to be uh, used on a county basis? We've been making decisions along the way and that that the criteria for that changed, Lynn. And so we had to reevaluate a couple times, but we have supported the work of nonprofits in Lancaster County with the understanding that these agencies are key to one, creating healthy environments for uh, juveniles and helping them make good decisions and stay out of the prison system and then to the mental health care and the drug treatment. We just had a presentation this morning about what's going on at Centerpoint and the improvements they're making there, the way they'll be able to provide care. That's been a block of it. We also, you may recall, we uh, committed I believe it ended up being 1.5 million to the airport to help them draw in more flights into the airport. That was something that we felt like with Delta leaving. Most recently, we uh, committed $2 million to rural water, the rural water district, which is mostly in southern and eastern Lancaster County. Uh, That's going to help provide a booster station, which will uh, support higher, better water quality, and the expansion of water availability. We're looking to have development and growth in that area. That should do it. And then we're working on, a big initiative we're working on is countywide broadband. And we would be putting in the infrastructure. We won't be running broadband. We won't be putting in fiber, but we would be building a network that would allow companies who do that to expand broadband. Yeah, that's great. Uh, did, did the county realize a lot of uh, savings this last winter without uh, having to push so much snow? I, I, I'm positive that we did because, you know, the year before we had the records and so that costs us in terms of uh, manpower and expenses to run the equipment. So we had to have savings. We don't have Pam's uh, budget hearing for a couple of weeks yet, but. We'll look forward to hearing the outcome of that in a few yeah. weeks. What, uh, what kind of an impact are the, is the new casino uh, that's going to be built here soon? How's that going to affect the county? That is a subject of a lot of speculation. Um, the revenue the revenue is unclear how much revenue there will actually be, but the, the taxes that come out of that, as you'll recall, the legislature set that at uh, let me get my numbers right. 
basically the bottom line at the end of the day the county and the city of lincoln will split 25 percent so each of us would be getting 12.5 percent of whatever uh, tax revenue is generated by that casino and you hear numbers quite frankly lynn we hear numbers all over the place and nobody really yeah. well how do you think it'll impact uh the criminal justice aspect i mean you expect some crime increases i i think that given what we've seen in other communities that there will be some issues associated beyond the tax revenue and the entertainment value there will be some consequences that we'll have to deal with i don't have any predictions but okay Kurt, do you have any last questions before we wrap it up? We have a number of joint city county uh, departments, health department, planning department, things of that nature. Is there any uh, services that the county and city provide that are similar that you think that should be merged? Any uh, initial thoughts? Uh, no, we, again, that's another one that's been looked at numerous times, Kurt, and we have nothing on the radar now that we're planning okay, cool. on adding. All right. What's Rick, uh, Tell our listeners if they want to find out more about yourself, your your campaign, or any any contact uh, information you can provide to them, and then we'll finish up here. Uh, yeah, it's uh, votevest.com is the website, and there is a Rick Vest for Commissioner Facebook page that have some information on them. And the other way is if they want to talk to their county commissioner, I am on the Lancaster County web site with my uh, county phone number and county email available. All right, Rick, thanks very much for coming on and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again in the future. Good luck to you and uh, appreciate your time. So for our listeners, uh, stay tuned for another great uh, program here on our street or on the KSUM and we'll see you next week on our street.